Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the fuck we want. Welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben. I'm Charles. And you got Mike Fowl. Mike Fowl's talking from behind the camera. What? You can't see him, but he's there. He's I'm like, here. I'm Charlie here. from Charlie's Angels. Well, this is Charlie from Kinjas. <laughs> uh, guys, we have a very, really, really dope person in the house today. You can see her already on video, but for the listeners, you don't see her yet. Um, you might recognize her from that thing on the internet called, what is it, you, YouTube or something oh, like something that? Something like that, I think. Um, she is a dancer, choreographer, host. Um, you might recognize her from interviews on Group 9 Media, NBC, Ooh. World of Dance, so many other things. Um, she's done so many campaigns like Target, Nike, mm-hmm. Revlon, Whoa. Head & Shoulders, what? apparently, which is really interesting. For those who have dandruff. She has um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, she was in the movie Step Up Revolution in 2012. Wow, wow, wow. Um, she has her own podcast called Just A Tip. Oh, oh, Just oh. A Tip. And not the Just tip. to clarify. <laughs> um, yes, we have the very, very talented, beautiful Megan Batoon ow, ow. is here. Hey, Guys, oh. welcome. I'm here, and I am holding a Kinja's pillow. Yes. It, for those of you that can't see. <laughs> I love it. Megan, you know, so we're really happy that you're here because uh, you're one of few of our female guests that we've had. <gasps> and we've been getting a lot of uh, feedback from, you know, fans that are listening. They're like, hey, we love all the dudes that you guys bring on. <laughs> but like, what's up with the ladies? We're like, guys, don't worry. We have really cool. Guys, like, don't worry. Yes. <laughs> but ladies, you should worry. Ladies, this is for you guys. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you How so are much. You? I'm pumped. Like, yeah. this is so cool. First of all, I love you guys. Yay. This is so sick. I'm so happy that you asked me. Thank you. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, everybody loves origin stories, you know? So, like, um, give us the 101. Like, where, where, where are you from? Uh, that whole thing. Oh, whoa. Yeah. How Who much are time you, Megan? do you have? <laughs> we have, you know, as long as you want. We'll, we'll go for as long as you want. We're all 60 years old. I'm still like, <laughs> and still then here. I turned eight. <laughs> Okay, you can skip the lollipop part. We get it. (laughs) Please. Yeah, that's so funny. I'm from Florida. Florida. uh, Which I guess is fast forwarding so much how I met a lot of our friends is on Step Up when they filmed in Miami and I was working as a local. But backtrack way before then, I was born in Jacksonville and I started dancing when I was like 18. And then I was taking YouTube dance classes where I would, this is before they had like YouTube dance classes, but you know, like (laughs) people would upload a video like Keone and Mari or something, or uh, like I learned a lot of Kyle's videos in the beginning and I would put his, or my laptop, I did not steal Kyle's laptop, but I would put my (laughs) laptop in the mirror and then press pause a lot. So it's like slow motion or it was before they even YouTube had the slow motion option before they even had that so i had to manually do slow motion and then mimic and mirror everything that the moves were and then i would do it full speed and that's how i learned to dance that's amazing it's really weird so this is 18 years old yeah in my garage and how old were you when you did step up 19 whoa so a year from learning dance you booked a movie (laughs) About dance. That is weird. That's like, <laughs> I guess I'm not qualified to be you're in that You're a pretty movie. fast learner. 
<laughs> Maybe wow. I was seven. No, I, I think it was 17 or 18. But yeah, I first really started taking it seriously. And then I don't know what happened with that. That was kind of a flip. Was that an audition that you went to? And then like you just yeah. booked it? The, well, there was five auditions. And I was like, this is taking too long. I didn't know anything about auditioning either. So I didn't know what a callback was. I didn't know that I had to freestyle or be prepared for anything. I didn't know I had to wear makeup. You know, I was just Whoa. like yeah. going. And so I did it. I did the five auditions and then I was finally like this is a waste of my time if you don't want me now you're not gonna want me for the movie right. so I cut all my hair off and I went back to school graphic design school and then my first day of college at this junior year in my university my agent was emailing me and she was like the producers are asking for you there's one more callback I was like absolutely not I'm going to college in Jacksonville the audition was in Miami so it's six hours away yeah. and you know when you first start going to school if you drop out you got to pay for all your classes yeah. even if you don't go to them and so I was like this is a huge risk and I guess I ended up writing my dad a letter who I was staying at his house for free just so I could not waste all of my money in college sure. and then I went down to Miami and booked it and then the director put me in place of another girl that tore her ACL so I was only booked as a local Whoa. and then the director Scott Spear was like we want you for the rest of this girl's parts who like killed her shit and I was like yeah for sure so I ended up staying there for like five months and then getting close to Pac-Man and tie-dyes and I all jet and all everybody so then that's how I I guess started my relationships with the dance community it's like if, if that girl didn't tear her ACL I probably wouldn't be here shout out the girl who tore her ACL shout <laughs> out and thanks her. I hope thanks your ACL is you. doing better yes so okay uh, this is uh, step up was your first job industry job yes what? So you literally yeah. went from learning dance for a year or so, and mm. then you auditioned for a movie and you booked it. Yeah, it was not my first audition, though. I think okay. my first audition was for Footloose, and Got we it. did Bollywood, Whoa. which doesn't make much sense. I yeah. also didn't see the movie, but you wouldn't think that it would be Bollywood. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was my first audition, and then my second audition was Step Up. Wow. wow. But like, the, the that's the craziest first job, and it was like kind for of my sure. last job. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like, I did like Spanish award shows and like some stuff here and there, music yeah. videos, but like that was like the big, the first and last big thing. Were you, so you said you learned dance off of YouTube. Was that like all just off of like urban dance type styles or was there any sort oh, of God. classical training in there at all? No. Ballet off of YouTube? Did they do that? I don't, they probably do. Probably. Maybe not. Maybe it's a little pretentious. I feel maybe, like they're like, you maybe. have to be involved. Right, right. But, like, <laughs> I definitely, I should have been more well-rounded, but I was just so taken away with, I didn't know like the urban choreography style. I mean, like it didn't exist really. So I was like right. watching a bunch of Kyle Hanagami and Ellen Kim videos. And I was like, I love this. And there's like, I did like some jazz funk and that was just not my jam. Mm -hmm. And so, cause I was a cheerleader. So I'm like pretty rigid and I can mm. remember things and I've got like some control. Yeah. So I felt like that was the easiest dance style that meshed with with how I already moved because of cheerleading. Yeah. Mm. So after Step Up, um, how long did you stay in Florida before you made the move out to LA? I think we stopped filming. I think the filming essentially was three to four months and I stayed, I think like five or six and I worked four different jobs in order to have enough money. Whoa. And then I bought a Virgin America flight Shout out, out here. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. They don't exist anymore, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, January 12th is when I moved out here. Wow. I'll always remember that. January 12th, what year? <laughs> I think 2012. Whoa. 2012. Yeah. Like when okay. we're all out there in We're doing our timeline mm -hmm. right now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to just so, sync everything together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, 
so when you started uh, dance and you booked this movie, was this was there this plan that you kind of had? Like, I'm going to learn how to dance. I'm going to be an industry, you know, dancer and book, uh, you know, movies, commercials, music videos. Was that like the plan or did you just kind of find yourself doing those things just on the fly? Right. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was a plan or if it just kind of happened. I definitely knew I loved to dance. There are so many instances in my life where like my parents took my car away they told me I couldn't go to dance practice and I need to do college and it's like I always just kept on rebelling to dance whether it was like driving two hours on a Wednesday when I have like finals the next day just to dance got my car taken away I found another ride every single day to a dance practice in Orlando so like I they couldn't keep me away from it in the mm. beginning until they were just like she's gonna she's gonna do it so yeah. she's just gonna dance well um, speaking of which then so your parents did uh, not really support it in the beginning. Mm -mm. Got it. Mm -hmm. And they wanted you to just kind of like, hey, focus on school and welcome to our that whole yeah. Right. But that's like kind of all of us, <laughs> yeah. right? Especially in the Asian community. Like everyone wants us to be what nurses or dentists or doctors. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, we're not going to do that. I, I've mentioned it before. And it's like, I think that generation just didn't know that you could be successful in, in like a foreign hobby i yeah. guess in their mind so that's why they just keep trying to keep me away from that and they're like they know that school works they know that a full-time job is gonna support me mm -hmm. but until i started coming up with the checks from step up in these music videos they were like oh you're not going to die yeah. so they're like more into yeah. it oh yeah. you're, you're good at this yeah. <laughs> oh okay You'll, oh, you can provide dinner for all of us you're, you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, I would imagine your parents are cool with it now they support it yes now. yeah so w was it that shift of once they saw you kind of being able to have your own livelihood off of dance that they were able to be like okay you're gonna be fine and we'll keep supporting that i think so i mean it's also like a fluke like the first job it's like yeah you got a job but how it, you don't have like a second job you right. know in the dance industry unless you do like you teach a lot or you have like a studio or something like that but so they were i think they were just worried and then after they i just kind of like they I don't think they gave up, but there was no way that I wasn't going to get what I wanted. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. with my fans, I was like, I'm going to dance and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And so I was like, you can worry about me or you cannot, but I'm going to do it no yeah. matter what. Mm. So, <laughs> so you moved out to LA. Um, yeah, yeah, right. right? Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Yeah. That was a little brat, I, I guess. No, no, no. You're just <laughs> strong. That's strong, man. That's strong. Uh, so when you moved out to LA, you came out by yourself? Yes. Well, technically, one of the girls from Step Up, I was going to go, I was going to come here regardless, but she, in the very end, was like, I'm going to move with you. And I was like, dope, half rent. And then yeah. I came out here and I stayed on my friend Tony's couch for like too long, far too long for him to have <laughs> let me do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I met him on also on Step Up. And then he was like, I think he was like, okay, where are you going to live now? And I was like, oh, <laughs> right. Your couch isn't my apartment. <laughs> and so I ended up finding... Uh, a girl, uh, Amanda, my uh, first roommate yeah, for six yeah. six months uh, on Facebook. We met at a party once at HHI. It was really funny, actually. But in the end, we ended up living together for so long. The other girl I moved out with went back to Florida. And so I was just here kind of alone, but definitely in the arms of someone that I kind of knew at the time, Amanda. But now we're like great friends. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out Amanda. Woo So what was that like that? I would, so that first year, I think anytime uh, anyone makes that move or that leap of uprooting from home to yeah. go out and pursue the dream, 
Uh, it's a scary thing. So scary. Right? There's nothing guaranteed. Uh, parents aren't there to help you out. Mm-mm. Right? And so um, what can you kind of walk us through what kind of uh, kept you going and like what was the mentality like when you were out here like that first year or so? Yeah, that's so interesting. I haven't thought about this since I probably lived it. But I think knowing a few people from Step Up, if I didn't do that job, I probably wouldn't have come out here. Also, okay, this is a very interesting and pretty ignorant story because (laughs) I loved choreo cookies growing up and I still do and so I was watching all I had was YouTube so all I saw was what the dance community in Orlando was sharing and a lot of it was like the group the very small group of like choreo cookies and like Ving and just kind of like very small you didn't branch out to other styles it was like once you found that style you loved it and so I was like that's all I saw and so I was like I would do anything to be on choreo cookies and at the time I didn't know that like you had to kind of grow up in that studio in order to be on it and so I was like I'll do anything so that's the reason I started kind of dancing I was like I'm gonna get good enough and then go out to I thought they were in LA I didn't know that San Diego (laughs) was not LA it's the same thing as LA right (laughs) and so I moved out here and I was like oh no I didn't look at a map (laughs) I started taking classes uh thank god I knew some people already from step up and I started taking classes at at ML and I didn't do like the three classes a day because I I just didn't have stamina for that Hmm. so I do like one class a day and then got pretty close to a couple people there that I think is the only thing that kept me staying here because if I didn't have that I would have wanted to move right away because Mm -hmm. I found the community at the time like ML was so sick it was like a social club and a studio at the same time it was like best friends that didn't care about like being famous and didn't make videos for the views it was I mean like that's always part of it Mm -hmm. but it was like we're all gonna do concept videos and we're all gonna like help each other out and like nobody's getting paid and it doesn't matter and it was just all for the love of it and everybody was pushing for creativity and ingenuity and it just was different back then mm-hmm. uh but i think if if it weren't for ml at the time i probably wouldn't stay got it or the ml community ML. Yeah. yeah yeah no that's great i mean uh we talk about community stuff here all the time i mean that's what the kinjas mm-hmm. dojo is literally a community built studio um and you know shout out sean you know for creating ml i think that's something that um when we when we think about what we're doing now within uh, within the entertainment industry, but then like we kind of fuse this sort of homegrown community vibe, mm-hmm. and um, you know when I look at people within ML, like I know I remember the beginnings of it. Like yeah, it was like this. All of us would just congregate, and mm-hmm. it was just like a party, but it was all like just positive vibes and encouragement and all that. And I think that sort of um, I guess that energy and the mentality. I feel like is now kind of fused into what we know to be commercial stuff because we have, you know, guys like Lyle and Sean, Keone, Mari, like doing big industry jobs, Mm -hmm. choreographing for, you know, campaigns, artists and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it's cool to see how the the evolution of, uh, I would even say the dance industry, I feel like the community vibe has really kind of like infiltrated that. Yeah. In like a good way. Yes. In a really good way, right? Um, so yeah, for yourself, then, um, you mentioned that step up was kind of your first job and your last, (laughs) right? The quote unquote. Um, I think I kind of know what you mean by that. But so when you got to LA and you saw the industry and Mm. like how it was or is, um, what were your thoughts in terms of whether you thought that that was for you or not? I didn't realize it wasn't for me until 
I realized it wasn't for me. And it was mm. very, it was a very specific moment where I decided like, I hate this because I didn't know that there was something else. Like I knew about community. I, I like to go to classes after, but like the job was to get a job, right? So like every day you wake up and you're like, I'm going to audition for this thing that I have no idea about that I'm not qualified for, that I'm too fat for. People are prettier and better and other people know this choreographer. And it's like, I hate this. Like I'm putting mm. myself in a position to feel bad. Like as soon as I wake up, it's like, oh, ready to feel bad. Like to-do list, <laughs> hate yourself. Like I'm mm. not about that. And mm. so, and but like it's for different people and I'm not the person that it's for. So I would go to these auditions and like I this is before I started like getting into fitness. And so like, I was a thicker girl for sure. And at the time it wasn't popular to be thick. Like was it, it, people didn't like being thick. And so they're like, I get so many times I got typecasted like it, And I'm for sure it wasn't because I don't think it was because of my hair color or anything. It was like, Oh, I'm too big for this. Or it just felt bad. And so I remember having to like everything, like wear something body conscious. And I'm like, why do you want me to feel like this? But it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's an internal thing for sure. Yeah. But so I would have to like go into this audition, this cattle call of like 500 other girls and we're collectively wearing like one shirt. Like everyone's wearing <laughs> the tiniest clothes yeah. and we have to fight for our lives yeah. to be behind another person. And it was just like, I went to school for graphic design. I always loved comedy. I could write, I could edit like I was like why am I doing this one thing that's like my least good skill mm. and so I remember being outside it was actually at ML I don't know who was holding in the audition here but it was an audition at ML maybe I don't think it was for Justin Bieber it was for somebody some pop artist and everyone I think Mike I think you may have been at this audition I was there for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was at ML 24 hours a day yeah, <laughs> I think you were outside. It was like you, me, Amanda, and I think there was one more girl. And we were all outside and everyone was going over the counts because they were about to audition. And I had already learned the piece. So I've already invested, what, like maybe two hours here, not including the five that it took to put my makeup on. Yeah. And then so I was out there and I was watching a YouTube video of my friends now, uh, Wong Fu Productions. They do like yeah. romantic comedy shorts. <laughs> yep. And so I was watching a short film of theirs and I... Everyone was freaking out. And I remember being so compelled and engulfed in this video. And I, I found myself crying. And I looked up and I was like, why am I here? Like, if mm. this is affecting me like this, why am I doing something that's not going to affect anyone? Or that it's not going to affect me in the end? And so I was like, guys, I'm going to go. And they're like, you're not going to audition. And I was like, no, I'm going to go home and make a video. Like, I'm going to try and make someone feel the way that I feel in their daily life of like, they're having a terrible day. It's like, oh, let me watch this very dumb cooking video of this girl messing up and not knowing what she's doing and realize, oh, life isn't that hard. Or like getting away from the mentality of everything sucks just for five minutes. Mm -hmm. So I went home and shot a video on my phone with like a, what are those things with the Olo clips? Like yeah. the fish islands, yeah. which like dates when I did it. <laughs> those are hey, those are really cool though. Those I, are really I know cool. people that still have the fish Oh yeah, islands. very good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. They're I just, actually they, have they're one. They're just a lot right. better now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I shot my first video on an iPhone with that lens and put it up. And I had only shot vi dance videos and put them up on YouTube. So everybody was like, I didn't know this is what your voice was like. And now people don't even know I dance because <laughs> I do yeah. so many talking videos. Right, right. Whoa. That's really good. That's a really good story. That was so, my last audition. That's so great. That's like a good reason to start doing videos. You yeah. Know? It just touches you and you just went for it. Because I feel like I've had moments like that too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh man, I should just go home and do like a comedy video. Yeah. Right now. 
But then the uh, dancer's like, hey, man, just come on. Hold I, your horses. I know. Right? <laughs> Stick, to horses. Stick to dancing. Yeah. I mean, I got those two in the beginning. And now it's just like, oh, who cares? <laughs> I'll do what I want. Yeah. And you'll either watch it or you won't. Whoa. <laughs> boss. Megan, but but boss. Dude. <laughs> boss. Boss tune. Yeah, I love boss that. Tune. The first there one was but boss. Megan, boss tune. We found it. Man. No, I love it. I, I really so love that funny. because I think that that is that uh, turning point for yourself, right? That, uh, you know, that aha moment where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, I think I know what I want to do now. Yeah. You know? And um, that's a really great, um, like, benchmark for yourself because I think uh, it's great because I feel like you figured out how to make something work for you and not you didn't feel like you had to like immerse yourself into something that was already there. It's like, well, I guess this is the only way to make a living by right. dance is by jumping into this realm. And I think like, you know, cause we, we, we talked to a bunch of people like on our show, people who just open up all sorts of like random businesses and mm-hmm. like, you know, people who went from like fashion to like, I want to start selling ice cream instead, you know, yeah, like yeah. those types of things. And, um, it seems crazy because it's like, wait, why would you do that? That doesn't seem like the smart thing to do because no one really does that. Right. But then um, it's those people who have that uh, one, that self-awareness of like, this is either for me or not. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you realize that it's not to not just stop there, but like, well, then what is it for me then? You know, mm-hmm. what am I good at? What am I passionate about? Um, what is my why as far as like finding that whatever the next thing is? And so I wanted to get into, so YouTube, right? So YouTube is great for literally being able to put up any sort of content Mm -hmm. and be whoever you want to be. Hopefully it's good enough for people to watch it, right? Right. Um, So for yourself, was that the turning point for you to be like, I want to start focusing on building my own personality and my own channel? And like, did that, is that where the YouTube thing really started for you? No, I mean... In the beginning of when I started putting videos on YouTube, it was to make myself laugh and to make other people like I remember I would show videos before I posted them to the ML crew at the time. I Yeah, I'm one of her first subscribers actually. Whoa. You are. Yeah. Dang, we're gonna have to plug all those in the show notes, Mike. Trying to see these videos. <laughs> I'm in there, I'm in there. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, like every time I had a video, I like come to ML with my computer and everyone would crowd around on the uh, on my laptop and I would look at their I have a video I have a picture. I think it's on my Instagram for like a long time ago it's like it's you chemo pat cruz uh and like three other people and they're you're all smiling and it's like the best feeling that i had ever had to that point in time mm-hmm. about on youtube and i was like people because i was like these are dumb i'm not funny and like i wasn't like i didn't know anything about comedy i just liked laughing and so i was like let me just do this and the fact that they liked it i mean enough to be nice to smile even if it was like a pity smile thank you we're being nice (laughs) i was like maybe i can keep doing this if people don't hate it and so i just kept on doing it and i didn't know what i was doing i didn't try and like program like this day is what i'll upload or this is the time or this is the content or like i didn't have a brand it was just let me do whatever i want for a little bit until i figure out what i'm good at Mm -hmm. so the my beginning videos are like trash like 
I am such a perfectionist and a stickler now that like I would never let something go up that I don't fully believe in. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I was just like, I don't know, nothing matters. And so it was kind of like free, free to the wind, just doing whatever I wanted. But I feel like that was the good thing because I figured it out online. And even though like trolls and hate comments, sometimes you can take something out of those and be oh, like, sure. oh, you're being mean. But like if you wipe off all the meanness, like what's the nugget of truth? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, wow. That's really good. Whoa, that's crazy. So you, you kind of took that. <laughs> Uh, like comedy approach is that what you I mean because you said you you write yeah. right and did mm-hmm. you write in school or was that just something that you did for fun on the side no I guess I never did write growing up I did like photography and graphic design and that was kind of it I just I love clever comedy and so like reading books or like puns we love puns we Charlie love puns. yeah we've done like so many little pun battles oh, I'm done, gonna find man. it and I'm gonna put it bring on those the show back here. you know yeah. I just love wordplay so much in comedy and dance. That's like all like my choreography is like, what, this is all just like sign language because yeah. I like wordplay so much. And that's why I liked this style when I first found it. I was like, oh my God, this is like my brain in movement. It's so sick. So I, I just ended up really liked liking writing just because I like words a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so the, your channel then, uh, did you feel like it kind of grew organically just by you putting up the stuff that you wanted to put up and then people started to kind of catch on to it? I think half that and then half being around other people that did very similar stuff. So like mm-hmm. when I first started, I I was around Ryan Higa and Dietrich a lot. And yeah. then coming out of that, I was on like an internet reality show, which was uh, Ryan Higa's show called Internet Icon. And then like that got a lot of traction. And then after that, just collabing with other people that did kind of similar things, yeah. whether it was like comedy or dance or any type of YouTube personality content. Mm-hmm. And then because that's all it's. I hate that that's the way that you grow the most is cross collaboration because like Mm -hmm. I love being alone I love (laughs) (laughs) but that's the way I mean that is the foolproof way to grow and so I kind of had to get out of my introvert shell and be like let's do this and then now I'm kind of back in my shell again yeah (laughs) where do you feel like you got that sort of um, entrepreneurial sort of drive because it seems like you have like this ambition to mm. make it. I mean, for like, a, you know, lack of a better way to put it, it's like I am out here. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing out here. I thought it was dance industry, mm. kind of, but not really. I'm going to try this YouTube stuff. I feel like, okay, in order for me to do this well, I should collaborate with other people. Because, I mean, there's no school for that. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you don't take classes of like, here's how to become YouTube famous or how to make it in LA or whatever. There's this kind of like underlying thing or something that you kind of already have to kind of push you to be that kind of way um did you always have that as a kid yeah i think it's either me being an aries or half asian or both because like hard work is like bread in Mm -hmm. us and as an aries i mean not to bring in astrology in this but like i'm truly i've always been a leader i've always been like very stubborn and ambitious and like every cheerleading or dance team like I was the captain of so I think I always had like a a knack for wanting to make things better more than other people did like I'm like yeah we it's fine like if we did something really cool I'm like it's good but like it could be way better and here's how I think it's also the perfectionistic mentality that I have Mm -hmm. which is like kind of detrimental but I think the reason why things work out because if I didn't have that it's like perfectionism is personal quality control for me. It's like if I wasn't a perfectionist, I would put out stuff that's bad all the time mm. just to put something out. But like I've made so many things. I have like 10 unfinished pieces because I just, they're not good enough to mm. finish. And I'm like, mm, 
I could work on this or I could start something else. And there's so, and then I look back and I'm like, oh, I, that could have been good. Yeah. But I just didn't finish it because I didn't think it was worth it. I thought there was, I could use all of this energy that I would work on like doctoring something I didn't love into something that is new that I could bring to the ground up. Yeah. So I think I've always wanted to just make things awesome. But That's sometimes great. they're not awesome. Yeah. Don't, please don't take that in the wrong way. It's <laughs> yeah, really good. It's really awesome. good. Um, do you um, do you kind of compartmentalize like the decks? everything? everything yeah no that's that's really Emotions? what my question what do you want is. yeah no but like i mean that's exactly what i'm asking because like you you dance you choreograph you you host you have a youtube you mm. know show you act like there's so many things that you do and i think it can get so be so easy to get so scatterbrained to be like i don't know what to focus on yeah. you know what i mean and so like how do you kind of like sift through all that like noise this is a really good question because that's something i've struggled with for a long time especially because it's like i was i always think of it like a donald glover syndrome because like hmm. he started as a comedian yeah. and then he did stand or he did like a sketch comedy and then he did stand up and then he started doing music acting and then music and then it was just like w he does everything but he did them incrementally sure. and i was like i want to do all of them at one time so i was like the like donald glover with all of his legs and brain broken so i was like i want to i'm gonna do it and then like i couldn't do all of them so i guess like the only thing that's really helped me is scheduling things mm -hmm. being like here's the three things i want to do i want to do a youtube video a week i want to do a podcast a week i want to make a product line that's not just clothes and then i also want to keep dance alive in some aspects but i know that like i keep on getting injured and i don't know what's going on so mm. it's like i had to figure out the longevity of it and longevity of everything like everything kind of has an expiration date if you look at it so it's like oh if my body breaks which it has what else am i gonna do and then mm -hmm. so i started taking youtube really seriously and it's like oh youtube ad money is gone everyone's not participating views are down you don't know what's gonna happen with the internet like it could mm -hmm. be gone tomorrow yeah and so what's longevity in that oh you gotta take your business offline so mm -hmm. let's start making a product line or start making merch but how do you make your merch different than everybody else you be crazy with it like i'm very i'm so intensely annoying when it cut like everyone that works on my merch team is like okay we're gonna do this now it's like i'm like i want to make this they're like great we'll see it next year because i'm like i have to i if i didn't make this but if i did i would i should have worn something i made a bad businesswoman. <laughs> so i if i would have made this i would have bought five different samples i would have put them in different like wash houses i would have mm -hmm. printed them with different pantone colors which are like shades away and then i would have worn it and washed it and danced in it and see see how it fits and does before i would even say let's print a bunch sure. of these yeah. yeah and it's annoying but i'm happy with it and like everything down to the little details like my tags are so specific and the way that you get the package and the the card inside like I used to do calligraphy for every single person that ordered and my hand wow. was broken breaking off yeah and so mm. it was a lot and it always is a lot and I think that's the issue with one of the issues I have is I always like reach too high I'm like I want to do this and I started this dance series called so you think you can't dance to this and it's like <laughs> you dance to like theme songs or Beethoven yeah. like but it's like hip-hop to it wow and awesome. it, <laughs> yeah wow it, yeah sorry so I, that's, that's so good thanks but I've only <laughs> so but here's the thing here's the thing Charles is that I've only done two because I became too perfectionistic with it oh. initially I went I because I also take so long to choreograph and I was like 
let me go to the studio and book two hours and do two 30 second dumb pieces to like the Flintstones or Family Guy. And I go in and I did it one time and then I went to go do it again and then I started overthinking. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to do a concept video to this. And it's like, no, 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 no. It was supposed to be me in a studio. And I always keep on trying to level up. And I think that is maybe an issue because now I've only done two of them. Wow. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that though. When I choreograph sometimes and I make a piece and I'm like, okay, this is just for kicks and giggles. That's for kicks. Re- that's it. This is just for kicks and giggles. And then like 30 minutes in, you're like, hey, yeah. this is looking pretty good. Right. I think I should go ask my friends if they like this. Yes. You guys like this. If you like this, then let's make a music video. I'll right. sing the song. I'll <laughs> sing the song. You guys will dance my choreo. I'll make the clothes. We'll show it to the president. <laughs> And then the president will show it on TV, and then there's my big break. (laughs) After the president approves of your music video. I feel that. good. I feel that. Yeah, that's tough. What do you guys do when you get too in your head about choreography? Do you just push through, or do you... Like what? What's the process? What do you do, Charlie? I, um, I I just, like, just stop. I just stopped. I just I said, whatever I have right now, I'm going to record it. Oh, yeah. And then I'm just going to look at it. If I if I want to go through with adding stuff, then, you know, then my my inner gut will be like, all right, I think you're serious about that. Go put more like moves on it. But then usually after I record it and I like just stare at it for a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I'll just I'll just leave it like this. And then I'll just move on to something else. Because as for as artists, inspiration leaves us so fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's like. In the ear, out the other, within a matter of like days or hours. So yeah, yeah that's what I do. I just, minutes sometimes for me. <laughs> I just freaking stop it. I just stop it. I'm like, this was amazing for what it was for the past thirty minutes, and uh-huh. then and then I just yeah. record it yeah. just so that it lives somewhere, not right. in my head. Because if it lives in my head, then I t- I spend like nights just thinking. And what if I did a jumping move here? Yes, I mean that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. So I just recorded. I, I, that's that's what. I, what do you do, Ben? Do you nah, do? I'm the same. I feel like before I I would be like you, where um, I would just be so in my head about like everything needs to be like really good. Yeah. Like every move needs to be really good. And um, yeah, and if I didn't like it, then I would just shelve it or just trash it. Sure. But I think nowadays, um, I think myself, I've definitely evolved as a dancer and like a choreographer or whatever. Um, I've learned to be okay with my process of um, not being perfect Ooh. and um, uh, l- like letting it breathe for a little yeah. bit, you know, like I'll, I'll come to a studio session and, and choreograph. And then if I'm sitting there for like an hour and like nothing's happening and then it's frustrating yeah. and, and I'll, I'll take a break and I'll just sit and like, you know, scroll through Instagram for a little bit and then get back to it. And yeah. then just be like, you know what? I think I'm done today. Yeah. And then, you know, there's tomorrow. I'll come back tomorrow. Hopefully I'll have some new energy. And then, and a lot, a lot of times it does help to kind of revisit something, so I think for me, I kind of like let something breathe uh, mm-hmm. for a little bit and then revisit. And then, um, yeah, sometimes some pieces are like, you know what? This is just a classroom piece. I'll teach it. And then, yeah. you know, it'll just live there. Or if it's something that I'm like, oh, I see something bigger out of this. Like, let's, you know, let's shoot a video or whatever to it, you know. Right. So I kind of just let each thing kind of be its own thing and not put too much pressure thinking that everything needs to be this, you know, huge piece. Production. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That'd be good to learn that lesson one day. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, but see, I, I love what you're saying, though, 
like I think perfectionism is something that uh, so many people struggle with. Yeah. And um, it's a good thing. I think being a perfectionist is a good thing, but in in some ways it can be unhealthy. Oh yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think because we live in this society, especially with social media and internet, what it is. Um, people forget you like that, yeah. you know, like you'll put out a dope, amazing thing. It may be hot and relevant for maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wait, who, what, who are you talking about? Oh, I that know. person like, well, they haven't done anything in like two weeks. Like they're I know, totally irrelevant, oh, you know? Yeah. Two weeks? Yeah. And, and so that's, that's that, you know, the age that we live in. And then there's so much emphasis on like everything needs to be amazing. So we can, we can put so much pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. where people can crack under stuff like that. I mean, we don't need to get into all the stuff with like, you know, celebrities and stuff and, and all the stories that we hear of, you know, like, unfortunately, people like commit suicide and stuff yeah. like that. Like, that's the extreme of stuff. But I think like, um, I mean, that's why shows like even like this, us having sit down conversations with people who kind of live in that space and um, really just like, you know, unpacking like, what is it like? What is it like for you when you're feeling uninspired or what mm-hmm. is it like for you when you're discouraged or you're feeling insecure like that's all real like human stuff that we all um you know struggle with and you know for our listening audience so many of our listeners are um you know fans like kids that are trying to do like what they think we're doing like how do i open up a dojo how do i start a youtube channel i want to start doing ad campaigns like how what's what are the steps for me to do that right and um Obviously, it takes a lot of time and hard work, um, but I think what you're talking about, what I want to touch on in terms of being like a perfectionist, um, it, it's attention to the detail because I think you're not a perfectionist. And from what I'm getting from you, I don't think you're a perfectionist because you're simply just trying to be um, racking up the views and the numbers. No. <laughs> like you're you're being a perfectionist because you care about what you want to say. Yes. And like if this is not. A, a, a accurate representation of who you are and authentic to Megan Batoon, you don't want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a different kind of perfectionist because I think that's uh, more, I would call that integrity. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like you wanting to be honest. Um, and what I see, I mean, through all the clutter of social media and all that, I feel like people really gravitate consistently towards authenticity. Yeah. yeah. You can get a viral video off of being stupid or you get lucky one time and then just do something funny or crazy and then it goes viral but then it's like what's next what else are you gonna put out that's gonna do the same thing and if it was just luck then then that gets lost in all the noise and it's gone you know but then if it's something that i like how this person i like this person's messaging it's Mm -hmm. consistent every time um so when you're somebody who's known for being consistent um even if it's kind of a lot of, or like, you know, a good amount of time, it's spread out between your this and your next thing. People are looking forward to that next thing. That once that next thing drops, they know what to expect. Like, oh, this is going to be good. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, cause I'm going to be able to connect to the messaging. Right. So, um, can you kind of walk us through, um, yeah, I guess the way that you approach your perfectionist mentality with whether it be merchandising, whether it be your videos to choreography and all that, like, Walk us through some of that. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I the fact that you said it's integrity more than it is perfectionism, I've never really thought that, but I am so on board. Like, that's mm. exactly what it is. Mm. Because it's, I, the thing I say about everything, like anything that I make or anything that anyone else should make, I think, is like, 
do you like it? Would you want to see it? Would you want to dance it? Would you laugh at the joke you're telling? So if you're not doing it for you, who are you doing it for and mm. why? If you're doing it for the views, that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make you feel good. And if it, if it is for the views, it's going to make you feel very bad if you do it for the views and then don't get them. Right. So it's like when people do go viral and then they try and recreate that formula with, that was just like, whether it was like insanity or just right time, right place kind of thing, you're never going to get it if you're chasing something that is not coming from who you are. Because like if you're chasing something that you don't know about, you're never going to get it. Because mm -hmm. you're just kind of, it's elusive. It's like inspiration. You got to like wait for it to just come to you mm -hmm. so if it's if you're generating it if you're generating the ideas if you're generating the feeling then you don't have to have a script you don't have to have a choreography piece you it's just like this you're talking and that's why i like youtube now because i mean now it's everything is good and bad if you look for it <laughs> but sure. so the good parts of youtube people are getting more candid they're getting more authentic because mm -hmm. that's people now are so self-aware people on YouTube and people watching it that they're like, oh, we know when you're faking it. We know yeah. that when you're telling us about a brand that you've never used before, we know this. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just be very real with your audience? Like the video I'm putting out today, I went into the studio and I was like, hey, I kind of freestyled a little bit and I think I like it. So I'm going to make a piece. I haven't finished it. I don't know if it's going to be good. I was like, guys, I'm going to do this. I'm going to drop it before 2018 is over. Uh, so if I don't, you can bully me. So I was like, <laughs> which is probably the worst way yeah. to go about being yeah. held accountable for. Yeah. But it's like, I'm being honest with them. And it's like, I have choreo block within the video. And I'm like, I don't even know if this is good enough. Now you know the song. Because I used, when I put it on a dance piece in the past, I was like, I wouldn't tell anyone what the song was. I would like tease it. I'd be like, oh, it's so special. And it's like, <laughs> no one cares. Just show it to us. <laughs> yeah. And so now yeah. I'm letting people into the process and being like, it's never perfect. I hate all of these moves. Moves. I'm going to change all of them tomorrow. Whoa. So it's like now people want that because yeah. we're in a world that everything is contrived and mm -hmm. everything is packaged for us. We have targeted ads specifically for mm -hmm. you. Like <laughs> you talk about a luggage one day and the next day you're getting served ads for the yep. exact luggage you were talking yeah. about. Dude, so it's crazy. like, yeah, it's weird. Everyone's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my phone? I'm going to tell the, the NSA. Who is it? Uh, the, I'm gonna uh, tell them something right now. I don't need it. I do feel that I'm like, like our phones are always. Listening. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely had a conversation with somebody the other day, and I mentioned something, and yeah. I saw an ad on Facebook pop up, and I know I didn't search it. Yeah. I just talked about it. I'm gonna go like so this. If you're right listening, now. stop it. I'm gonna tell my phone right now about some. I need mascara. I need a good mascara. I'll get back to you and tell you if I get ads for mascara. Dude, whoa, that happens to me too. I'll be like talking on the phone, I'm like. You know, I love Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon's show <laughs> is so dope. And then, like, and then he calls you. Next thing you know, <laughs> it's just like, you. you want to see this Jimmy Fallon clip where he's talking to John Cena? I'm like, yeah, I want to. Thank you. How did you know? It's so funny. I hate that. But yeah. yeah, everything's contrived. So just be real in a world of yeah. everything trying to be packaged for you. Yeah. That's really good. I like that. Integrity. I feel like that runs with the same word of uh, intention, too. Yeah. I feel like you're very intentional with, like, uh, your your products, if mm -hmm. you will. Like, if, when I would see, like, the um, the notebook, you know, or the catchphrases on it and, like, how it's written in different typography and calligraphy, I'm like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. that looks very intentional. It yeah. doesn't look like she's just trying to sell a shitload of these. Right. It just looks like if you get this, then this is probably going to be one of its only kind. So. Right. 
I, I, I feel like an, an intention is something that really follows through with your perfectionism, mm-hmm. you Aries. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? What are your signs? Do you know? I'm a Libra. I don't know what that means. I mean, that means <laughs> I'm an inanimate object. I, uh, I weigh things and I always try to keep balance. Oh, and does that ring true for you? It does ring true for me. Ooh. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm a Cancer. What, and what does that mean? I'm an introvert. And does that ring true? Yes. That's why he's behind the camera. Very much so <laughs> for Mike Fowl. <laughs> As he talks from behind the camera. That's good. Do you know and what your sign I'm is? I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo. Oh, so you're fiery. Yeah, apparently. Fire. I don't know. I mean, look at you, man. Dude, you got some fire. You're on fire right now. Am I on fire right now? Where's the smoke detector? You know, so I feel like I understand, you know, astrology and all that. I don't agree all the time. And I feel well, sure. like everybody yeah. can be a little bit of everything, sure. right? You know? Yeah, those are called yeah. cusps. They're just guidelines. Totally. Astrology is guidelines. Totally. <laughs> They're just stars in the sky. That's all they are. But <laughs> I will say the, the fiery side of me is I am a passionate person. <laughs> yes, that's a Leo. So, yeah, I get passionate about the things and the people that I care about. So yeah. I will oh. identify with that. I don't know about fire as in like, Angry all the time. I feel like I'm an angry guy. I don't know if that's well, what it refers man, to. You're wearing red right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I apologize if I'm offending anybody. Like, let's be real. We're talking about true intention here. Like, let's let's talk about. All your right, anger. guys. I am fiery. Fire. This is fun. We digress. This is good. <laughs> this is fun. Um, no, I want to go back to. Uh, so, okay, you're doing a ton of stuff. Um, but it's Megan Batoon. I, I don't imagine you do everything by yourself. No. Yeah, Mm-mm. so do you keep a team of people around you? I have two assistants who are very helpful. In the end, like, I am the one that's picking things and designing things mm-hmm. um, and editing my videos. So it, I couldn't do it alone, but it definitely, like, I don't have a big, like, team i don't have like writers or camera crew or anybody mm. doing really anything that i i couldn't do by myself mm-hmm. um because i like to i end up tweaking anything anyway because of the perfectionism sure. so, mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean like help is so important if i it took me so long to even get to the point where i thought it was okay to ask for help mm. which is horrific i mean even with like assistance or therapy or just like i need a friend to talk to like i always thought i was putting people out and i was always like i'm gonna push through like I can do it I'm strong I'm independent like I never asked for help even like moving I remember when I was living with Amanda uh I would move like a dresser and then she was like do you need help and I was like no and like I did (laughs) I did need help Carrying a giant dress of myself. I drew. I was like pulling my back just to be like, I did this alone. But like, it's not about going. What's that Hmm. saying? It's like, uh, if you want to go far, go alone. No, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. Yes, because you're going to burn out. And I I burned out so much before I started asking for help because I was like, I don't want any help. And it was, it was probably like some like egotistical, like, I need all the credit because like I can do it. Mm. But who cares who gets the credit Mm. in the end? Like, are you making something that you like are you making something that's good then it doesn't matter it's all two heads are always better than one collaboration is so important but here's my thing about collaboration though (laughs) i always have like two sides to everything collaboration is only good if you are on the same mentality with the people you're collaborating with because in the youtube community people collaborate just for views and i'm not about that Mm -hmm. i don't collaborate with people if i don't know you Mm -hmm. i uh, let's get a cup of coffee let's get lunch let me get to know like what your fears are what do you think about artistic uh like the process of it Mm -hmm. are we on the same page because if you're out here trying to just like 
get a paycheck like i'm not interested Mm -hmm. so we got to be on the same page with all of it and like mesh comedically or else it's gonna be a bad video i'm gonna hate it everybody watching it is gonna hate it and i'm not gonna like our interactions afterwards if i just think you're like using me for something Mm, totally i think that's the downside to collaboration is like be aware of who's around you yeah you said you're an introvert yeah so as an introvert um I know that that probably more so means that you gain your energy and you recharge by being alone. So in the workspace where you just said, like you realize you do need help and uh, you can't do everything by yourself, otherwise you'll burn out. Mm -hmm. So as an introvert, how do you get yourself to uh, do things like networking? Because that's, you know, that, yeah, we all hate that term. (laughs) And it's such an industry thing. It is. Um, But yeah, like it's kind of a part of, yeah, the nature of what we do within this. I don't even want to say entertainment because I feel like that concept of networking is, is it, it exists in every field, right? Yeah. Meeting other people to potentially not just thinking of it as like I need to look at you as a potential dollar sign, yeah, but more of like yeah, like even to creatively like just try something new for yourself and whatnot. So as an introvert, how do you get yourself to um, get out of your personal? isolated space to be out there that took a long time for me to be okay with because my manager would be like you have to do this Mm. if you want a job and I was like I'd rather be broke like I'm fine (laughs) (laughs) but then I was like okay I'll do this he and I remember he told me he was like if you hustle for like three years by networking at every single event you won't have to go anymore and I was like okay you promise three years on the dot, like, let's make a contract. But I do not want to go to these things. Yeah. And wow. so I, I did it for a little bit. But the <coughs> thing that I realized that helps me a lot is having people around you that you wouldn't mind going to them with. So mm. one of my assistants is one of my best friends too. And so we go to all of the events together. So even if the event is a dud or like the people there are so pretentious, I'm like, we're having a good time waiting by the hors d'oeuvres, mm-hmm. like drinking free drinks. Mm-hmm. Like we're having a fine time. So I think it's going with either the intention of, it, it depends on who you are. Like if you're like, I'm a, I'm a business person, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make a good impression and I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna have a job afterwards awesome you don't have a problem with it but if you are like me or mike and don't want to talk to people ever then like bring someone that you do want to talk to to -hmm. a place that you don't want to talk to people and then it's easier to talk to people new people if you're already good with like if it's like us going to a place that we didn't know anybody we'd be fine because we would have each other and then we could be like oh yeah this dude snores and he's like oh my god i snore too and then you can (laughs) connect it's all about connecting with people and that's the part that i have trouble with in the beginning because i'm like everyone's giving me their best like business face and like I don't care about what you've done like how do you feel inside do you feel good today or like do you want to cry because same Mm -hmm. like let let me know we can connect yeah so I think it's just yeah having the right people around or just like going with the intention of of doing the job like networking is a job yeah so if you think I'm on the clock for an hour and then I can go home and watch Netflix right clock in yeah Mm. I love it I love it and that makes so much sense yeah I mean we 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 do pretty much everything together like I think we're all like kind of joined at the hip with Kinjas but I definitely use you guys at my disposal <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey we want Kinjas to do something I'm like you know we would love to here here's this here's Ben 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 is a great guy he's gonna talk I'm gonna go get another drink yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean I think that's that's the great thing about a team um 
everybody wears a different hat and everybody brings a different strength to the table that you have your talkers and then you have your creatives you have yeah. your you know behind the scenes people who just kind of twist all the knobs and make sure everything is yeah. tightened up right and i think that's what's great about a team that's so cool. I would love to see your process all in one room. You know what? This is like such a tangent and I'm sorry to like no, <laughs> divert. But when we were talking about having all these half pieces and we would just record them, how cool would it be if there was like a vault of all of our pieces, like everyone in the community of like our pieces that we never finished or like throw away pieces <laughs> and like people, I don't know, this is a good business idea. Somebody can take it. It's called, it's, it'll be called The Vault. King just vault. And then you'll, it's like a, not a subscription the service. The Vault, but then it's only V-A-U. We didn't even finish the <laughs> The Vault. That's good. The, the Vault. vault. The that's, that's really good. That's so funny. I would so and that Just like unfinished. I would love that's to watch really good, like Charlie. someone's unfinished piece. Mm. I think that's like I think that's we all would love to see other people's pieces, but then we don't want that stuff on the. Oh internet. yeah, that's so true. Oh yeah, we would. I would hate that. That's what's crazy though, because I have seen unfinished pieces of people that like friends of mine that feel comfortable showing me because you know we're homies. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't you put this out? I know. This is really good. You know? know. So we're, we're our own worst critic, but that'd totally. be sick. I would watch. Every Everyone's video in the vault. Mm. Yeah. In the vault. In the vault. In the vault. No tea. In the vault. Hosted by Megan Batune. <laughs> and there's only like three. There's only three videos, and we hype up these people. Wait, the I've... first one comes from Sean Everisto. Yeah. Like he always finishes his pieces. Or does he? And they have to like kind of give up after they do it. Like do half it. They have to like. And then just kind of give up. You know? <laughs> and then it cuts and then it's That's the concept a, video. More oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be really cool. Wait, here's another idea. It's the vault. So we, we show the piece. So yes. we say, oh, Sean only finished half of his piece. And then we play that video from like 2008. And then I go to Sean and then I go, okay, finish it. And then he finishes it. That's really right good. In there. That's, <laughs> yeah. He stops doing whatever he's doing. That's he's like really meditating. Good. He's like, okay, I'm going to go do it now. Like, yes. We're on to something, you yeah. guys. That's We're so sick. I'd watch that. I would watch that Hell so yeah. hard. <laughs> Subscribe. No. Yeah. Dang, well, cool. I mean, okay. Uh, inspiration. Like, what do you do when you're not inspired or when you feel like you have nothing to kind of like yeah. put something out with? What do you do? That, I would love to hear everyone's answer on this because it's it's never the same. Like if it depends on what I'm uninspired by too. Like if I'm uninspired to make a, a YouTube video, I'll push it another day until I feel better because that's all energy. Mm -hmm. If I'm uninspired in dance, like I'll still try or I'll watch like a video that like really inspired me in the past and go like, that was really interesting how they did that. Let me see if I can do something with this song that mm -hmm. makes it interesting. But it's if inspiration is not, not there, you'd kind of have to like, surrender to it for a mm. little bit but i with writing that's the other thing like if it's writing or training like if you're working out or something like that and you're uninspired to work out like just do it you mm -hmm. it doesn't really take inspiration sure. yeah. it takes motivation yeah. right so like if you're uninspired to do something that's kind of like mechanics like a writing or working out I would say like developing the muscle really helps if you're like just put the timer on for like 30 minutes and either work out or write just for that. And if like the stuff that you're doing isn't like your best work, it doesn't really matter because that's training, right? Mm -hmm. So when inspiration comes, then you'll already have that muscle where it's just going to elevate exactly what you've already done when you had nothing. Wow. But for dance and YouTube, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the two things that I actually yeah. Yeah. Well it's funny, I, I, I wouldn't I, I get I get the workout analogy because it doesn't take inspiration to work out. You just go in machine mode and you just do it. Yeah. But when you said writing, that's 
for me, for someone who doesn't write, mm-hmm. um, that's interesting that you put those in the same category yeah. as a, that's just a muscle to exercise and it requires zero inspiration. It Well, I think the you're not going to, maybe you do come out with something really great, but I think writing is just like the act of getting your thoughts onto a paper. So uh, even if it. you're not like trying to write a sketch or a script, you're like, mm. it's a diet, like a diary. Like got how it. do you feel today? Write yeah. three pages of how you're feeling or just like all of our mind our mind thoughts. Mind <laughs> thoughts. All of our thoughts. <laughs> Megan's yes. mind thoughts. Just, yeah, like, open up a Word doc and like put a timer on for three minutes and then just like write everything and be like, uh, oh, that beard is too long. Oh, it's kind of cold in here. And just like write your thoughts. Uh, and that way it's like you're, it is kind of a muscle. I mean, yeah. your, your fingers are moving. Right, right. <laughs> like, you, Metatarsal you, muscles. Metatarsal like muscles. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you, do, you, do you journal and diary and all that stuff pretty Sometimes. regularly? Sometimes. I wish I did Sometimes. more. Okay. I wish I was more regimented. Every now and then I'll be like, I'm going to be an awesome person. Then I'll start meditating and journaling and eating right. And then like three days later, I'm like, yo, but fries are <laughs> yeah. really good. Fries are a part of my daily routine, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. I'm going to text so, you next week and say, have you journaled? Have you? Oh, please do. <laughs> And then I'll text you next week. Have you French fried? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I am. It's so as, funny. as we speak. Did Mike Fowl text you? That's good. <laughs> get that guy, dude. Let's go get some fries. Let's go get some fries. Doesn't matter. Do you have Do you have like sort of like routines, like daily routines, whether it's meditating, journaling, working out? Like, what do you do like on the daily for yourself? Yeah. Every well, I try really hard to meditate, but sometimes I wake up too late, mm-hmm. and the only time I have in the daytime is before I work out. So I do either Pilates or a workout at home um, every morning at seven thirty, and then I have an office space now, so I have to go into the office from ten to six, mm-hmm. and then oh. after that, I'm so tired that from like I don't have energy for anything, wow. dude. Yeah, like a real person job. Wow, like it's weird. You? Wait, what? <laughs> I know. Right? Well, it's like now that I have employees, it's like I got to set a good example, right? Like the fact that I'm the boss, I have to like act like what, which is crazy. And like we have a dress code. Like that's why I'm. So, I'm you wearing, a dress code. You, Hold on. Yo, you, because here's the thing. I saw. Uh, I read an article that was like, if you dress uh, a little bit like more elevated, you're more inclined to be more productive. Mm. And if, if you work at home, if you keep your shoes on, which is like a cardinal sin for an Asian yeah. household. <laughs> right. but like, put your shoes d- on in my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like if you keep your shoes on um, and not don't wear like sweatpants or anything like that, if you work from home, because that was what I was battling mm-hmm. with. And then I felt so uninspired. So I was like, I'm going to get an office space. And so I got the office space and I'm like, now I just feel like too much like a work person. And I want to feel a little bit more free flowing. So I don't, the balance thing is so difficult for me. I can't like figure it out. Yeah. Have you tried wearing sweats in your office space? <laughs> I only on days where I forget that I l- left something there and I have to go get it. But no, wow. because because I like gave the girls an address code. So like I've got to uphold that even more than they do, you know, because I'm the one that put it in place. <laughs> well, can we talk oh. about that? I, you have an office space. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, okay. Is it like a WeWork or like, no, what it's is like that? A, it's an Eagle Rock. It's a three. It's It sounds ridiculous, but it's like whatever. It's floor to ceiling windows and it's three it's a corner office that has three different offices so i've got a small one and my girls emily and irene share one office and then we have like a big open space that's uh where i shoot all my videos got it yeah and so like every day it's a new thing i mean like we're always working on either a podcast episode or i'm editing a youtube video or pre-production or producing a new youtube video or we're filming something it's we're always 
making something or it's yeah. like a, the merch takes up so much time yeah and so it's like it's we're we're designing we're going to the wash house we're feeling things Feel we're testing you. it out yep. we're like designing the tags for something we're designing new designs for something else it's always very intense and then mm. also like with all the administrative stuff like what's going like I, if i'm going to speak at this thing or i'm going to teach a class there or they want me to do a brand deal for this it's like we're always ideating we're always scheduling it's very much a job for sure you seem to be very schedule oriented. Yeah. Like you live off of like a calendar. Yeah. yeah. That's why I did that thing today in the YouTube video. I was like, you guys, like I got to put up a piece before 2018. Mm -hmm. And now like, and that's the only way I finish things if I have a deadline. Mm. It's Dang. horrible. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Do you have a name for your office? Uh, well, my company's name is Megan Alamode Incorporated, uh -huh. which is like with ice cream. I love it. <laughs> is that <laughs> French? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You, you dropped a, yeah, yeah. a video recently like giving a tour and stuff like that oh yeah i did I I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna link to it in the show notes so everybody can see yeah you guys should come by one time it's, oh I'm yeah down. yeah it's we really got the fun. invite oh yeah come. so it's an ice cream delicacy that's that right that, yeah we cream? should have ice cream you know how urban outfitters has those like cookie sandwiches sometimes yeah. with the cool ones maybe i should have that at our totally i don't think anyone has one um well megan i think what's really dope is you have um a lot of young girls that look up to you and I think that's really dope and uh, I think you're a great role model um, so for that like for your you know younger audience these girls who are looking up to you um, with everything that you've, you've experienced from you know you, you talked about you know getting into an industry being like you know whole body consciousness and all this other stuff and yeah we live in a you know like yeah the internet doesn't help at all you know mm -hmm. what i mean like we glorify the quote unquote beautiful image the hollywood image um what are your thoughts towards uh you know what sort of messaging that you put you that you put out to your um i guess a following audience yeah i mean aside from are we speaking like just with young girls or any, I mean, just women in general. I mean, like yeah. you have, I mean, tons of people um, are looking up to you. I mean, that's just kind of what it is. Whether you like it or not, that's what's <laughs> happening, right? right? So, yeah, what sort of like messaging would you kind of put out for yourself for that? Yeah, for the body positivity part, like that, I have a little bit of trouble with that because I, I get a, a lot of questions and like I've spoken a lot of panels on it and it's such a hot topic right now because it is such a like volatile space. But I think that the way that I think about it is body positivity is a verb. Like it's not something that you just understand. It's not a tangible thing, right? Like, and it fluctuates every single day. Like some days I'm like, wow, I feel great about myself. And other days I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to leave because people are going to look at me and I feel bad for their eyes. Like it's so, it's so much a mentality thing. And some days are going to be bad for sure. But you, it's, it would be insane to think every day is going to be good, whether mm. it's with your art or your work or your body. It doesn't matter. Every You're always going to fluctuate how you feel about it. And I think it doesn't matter what size you are as long as you know that it's... It, like Our bodies are a vessel, really. Like We are what we put into them also. Mm -hmm. So if you're like putting in French fries like I do every day, of course you're going to feel <laughs> bad from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So it's like take care of your body and also be nice to it, even if you don't feel great about it today. Like today I woke up and I was like, wow, this sucks. But then I was like, thanks for being here. Like I can at least dance now because mm -hmm. I've been so injured. Like you don't know what you have until it's gone. And mm -hmm. when I was so injured and like all these people are making all these pieces and going to classes and like getting better, it's like, God 
dang it, like hmm. now I'm so far behind because my body's not being nice to me, but I was also not being nice to my body. I wasn't stretching, I wasn't eating right. I was saying bad things about it all the time. So I guess in the end, it's like, just know that it's okay not to love your body as long as you know that loving your body is the action that will bring back the, the action. Action takes action. If you're gonna sure. love your body, it's gonna take you loving your body. Yeah, yeah, that's wow. really good. Um, would you say you are living your dream right now? Ooh, the blanket answer, yes. I think everything could always be better mm -hmm. <laughs> or done in a better way or done in a grander way. But like given my resources and what I've grown up with, like where I'm at right now is where I am. So that's where I have to be and that's mm -hmm. where I should be. And that's the only time I've lived in the present. Like I'm not, I'm not very good at like meditating and living in the now because I'm always like, yeah, but what about like my four o'clock meeting? It's like, <laughs> but like mm -hmm. my career, like I've worked as hard as I have to be where I'm at right now. Yeah. I've gotten what I have because I've worked for it or because I've been around people that we have helped each other to be here now. So it's like, I, this is the dream I can live because I've lived it up until being here. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Totally. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like kind of convoluted, no, but it's, it's like, good. I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Any Anywhere I am, I will always say yes. Yeah. Okay. So with that, um, how would you define success? I think it's just if you're happy with what you're making. Mm. And if it's, but that's like such a creative answer. Like, I don't know for people that like work on Wall Street or like, mm -hmm. I, are you happy with what you're doing, I guess? Mm. Are you happy with what you're producing, re regardless if it's choreography or an expense report? Like, do you like it? Did, sure. did you do a good job? Did you try your hardest? Could it be any better? Mm -hmm. If if it's if you think it's perfect, then you've done your job. Yeah. Now, I love that, and I, I love asking that question because I really feel that, that the answer to that question is very subjective because, like you said, if, if, if I'm an artist, I'm going to have this kind of an answer. If I'm a dude on Wall Street, my answer is going to be very different. Mm -hmm. Um but I think it's important to know your definition of success for yourself because uh, only you live your life. Mm -hmm. You're not going to live in any, someone else's life. Someone else is not going to be able to live your life. And, um, and I think, you know, our parents, like we talk about coming from Asian parents and whatnot, and, and you know, we kind of have that sort of, uh, you know, in order to be successful, you go to college, you get a good job, you make a ton of money, you buy a house, you get your family, whatever, that's success. And, um, you know, we all hear stories about people that, like, get all those things and are very unhappy with themselves, yeah. right? Unhappy with life. Um, so it's, I, I love what you're, what you said about, like, are you happy? You know, because money doesn't buy happiness. No. Um, yeah, things, fame, followers don't buy happiness. Mm -mm. Um, all of it's very fleeting. All of it's, like, super temporary. So um, thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, what's next? What are you, what's going on? What's new and current and oh, wow. happening in the world of Megan Batoon? I get, I'm just trying to do everything that I'm doing, but better. Mm -hmm. Like, so with the YouTube videos, like now I color my videos, which is like, nice. <laughs> it's dumb. It's hard. But I like, yeah. yeah it's I hard. mean, I'm not in color grade. I'm like, I don't have time for that, but, or speed grade, mm. but like I, I color on premiere, but it's like, even that just like elevates it a little bit. Like, yes. so I guess there, I'm going to say this in a weird way, but it's the same mentality I have now. It's like I finish a project and then I look at it and go, what one thing can I do to make it even better? And then it was coloring my videos and I was like, great, now I'm going to start doing that. And then it's the same thing. I started doing this now for the holiday season. I, when I go out to eat, like I'll, I'll tip 20% and then I'll, right before I leave, I add one more dollar because like one more dollar, right? It's not that much to us, but to a server, like anybody that's come from a serving background, oh, sure. that's, that's 
everything. Mm. Like it means so much. And so it's the same mentality of like adding one more something to make it better. So like with um, with my merch, it's like I want to do everything that I've already done, but like one more. So like one more what it could be a like a tangible thing maybe it's phone cases next time or maybe it's Mm -hmm. putting something through another wash that makes it even softer just one more thing to elevate Mm. everything that you're doing Mm. so i think yeah with like my podcast i have a podcast that you guys are gonna be on (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, the podcast is growing and hopefully that's gonna have one more elevated thing on top of it the youtube video every single week it comes out and then uh i mean other than that there's like the main things and then i really do want to start dancing now that i'm not injured anymore but i feel like i have like a long way to come but that's mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. you gotta start somewhere yeah. again it's <laughs> a lot you're doing a lot yeah you're doing like that's why your voice is all raspy because yeah, you're doing too much I am doing, you know i am doing too much no it's good though and i think i think that's something that i um I love it when people, um, again, because I think having this conversation with you, and again, this is really why we do the podcast, to have the conversations that we want to have with the people that we um, feel like are just doing good things and, and you know, influential in, in, you know, their own lanes and stuff. But um, just having this conversation with you, um, I think I see like way deeper into uh, the intentionality behind everything that you do and even the work that you put in mm-hmm. to... Um, yeah, like kind of, you know, break your back in, in so many ways for the Literally that, also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's so cool to see that. Um, thank you. So, yeah, thank you for sharing all that. But um, we want to get into a lightning round <gasps> with you. I'm ready. If that's cool, we're going to fire off some questions. Oh, my gosh. Off the top of your head, you just go. Mm-hmm. Um, you can elaborate if you want, but, you know, try to just try to okay, lightning I'll try to round it. As all right. succinct as possible. So in is three, two, one, what is your hidden talent? Oh, uh, I can move one eye at a time. No what? freaking way. Yeah, do you want me to you to the camera? Uh, uh, I want to see it. Okay, okay, here we go. So watch, it's it's my oh, wait, I've eye seen, I've seen this. Okay, isolation. Okay. Isolation? <laughs> yeah, check this out. Whoa, oh look, my gosh. Whoa. Okay, now show the camera. Okay. Oh my God. Where's the camera? I can't see anything. Here. That little <laughs> Okay, here, ready? <laughs> We're going to have to punch wow. in on that Wow, one. No, I'm going to punch in for sure. That's <laughs> amazing. That's wild. <laughs> I got to choreograph that into something. Isolation. That's really good. Dang. Uh, to go along with that, last movie or TV show or that made you cry. Ooh, that made me cry? Yeah. Ooh, I mean, probably like the intro of Chopped. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh. so happy to be there. Oh, man. Favorite ice cream store. Drips and swirls. What? Oh, is that uh, David uh, Sows? David well, oh. yeah. Shout out David, He's like bringing yeah. it to another place, but oh my God, it's so good. Sick. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick one talent to be amazing at, what would it be? Whoa. Like one talent that I have or one talent that I don't have? Whatever. Um, ooh, maybe singing. Oh. I cannot sing. Wow. I would love to be able to do that. Got it. That's a good one. That's a good uh, one. Pass. <laughs> uh, favorite YouTube video that you've made? Oh gosh, uh, I th- probably my choreography to Bo Burnham's "Are You Happy," which is like a comedy song, but I loved it. Whoa. I loved it. Yeah, it didn't no. do well. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, our favorite ones it never matter. do it well. It's a passion because, piece. Yeah. <laughs> if you were swimming in a lake of vomit, okay, and someone threw a piece of crap at your face, uh-huh. would you duck? 
Wait, oh did yeah! You, did you write this down? I did write this down. <laughs> this is a great question. Someone asked me this question, <laughs> and I have to be like, "Wait, whoa, hold yeah. on, let me wow. think about this." There's a lot at a lot at stake here right now. I for sure would. Would you? I. I what did I you think, answer that your friend? I think I said I would duck. Yeah, because you don't remember it's vomit when you have crap thrown at you. <laughs> yeah, like you're swimming in it. It's already there. It's like, oh shoot, okay. Yeah. So I mean, I it's a lose lose. I wouldn't duck. You wouldn't, you wouldn't duck. I wouldn't you wouldn't take- duck. I would get hit by it and then wash my my face with the vomit, <laughs> vomit river. Then you just double whammy yourself. Worse. That sounds way worse. Well, you know, when you're already in it, you gotta accept it. Am I right? <laughs> Come and on. make it work. Life philosophy. Come on, right everybody. Okay, you were talking about Wang Fu earlier. Favorite Wang Fu video? Oh, the last. That's oh, yeah, the one that's I was watching. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good yeah. Good I knew one. it. <laughs> favorite favorite Filipino delicacy? Oh, uh, pork adobo. Oh. Nice. The adobo. The if you adobo. had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, knowing how people really feel all the time. Whoa, that's Whoa, a dangerous wow. one. Yeah, that maybe not. Dangerous. I take it back. Teleportation. Hey, oh, dude, that's mine. I always say teleportation. You're just stuck in your room. You can't just beat teleportation. Like, you don't mean that. <laughs> I can see it. Favorite maybe holiday, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas? And what food? What what Christmas food? What's yeah. a Christmas food? Uh, anything uh, that you get at Christmas. Roast beef. If we're talking <laughs> roast beef. <laughs> Grinch term. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching the Grinch the other day. I love it. I love it too. I love the so Grinch. Good. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure? Oh, a guilty pleasure? I don't think any of my pleasures are guilty. What's a what was yours? I don't know. I mean, French fries can be a guilty pleasure. I, like, I'm proud of or that. Or like one. Listening, <laughs> listen, listening to like you know in sync albums. Every day can be a guilty pleasure. I don't know. Oh, maybe. um, I like the Hamilton soundtrack a lot. Is that a guilty pleasure? It's just good music. That's that's pretty pretty interesting. You sound really good. (laughs) It's like an interest, really. It's an interest. It's an interest, I think. Dang it, I had one. but Christmas music in November, yay or nay? Yay all the way. Hell yeah. Yeah. All about Christmas music. You hear that? Darren Wong. Darren Wong calling you out, Darren Wong. He wouldn't let us play Christmas music at rehearsal. He's like, stop playing that. Stop that playing time. it. I mean, granted, it was March, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Christmas music. Uh, worst oh. fear. Worst fear? Whoa. Uh, not being liked, I guess. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie of all time? The Truman Show or Ooh. Chicago Ooh. or Interstellar. Oh, oh, that's a new one. Yeah. Name a Never. book that changed your life. Oh, uh, 30... Before 30 by Marina Schifrin. That's a movie. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, let That's me see 13 it. Going on 30. <laughs> that shows what Charlie watches. Um complete the sentence. The sentence. I wish I could sing. Sing. <laughs> there it is. So easy. So easy. Um, okay, we have this thing where we talk about less of, more of. So Ooh. something that you would want people in the world to do less of, and then also more of. <gasps> do they have to be related? No. Um, I think I would like people to do less of what they think other people want, and more of what they actually want. Boom. Mm. That goes right into That's real good, dude. That's really I wish good. I had a hammer. Boom. <laughs> Wants to be a judge. Yeah. Order. <laughs> or a construction worker. <laughs> or, uh, 
or Bob the Builder, which yeah. is in the same line. Yeah. I just wanted to. Charlie just it's did jury competition duty. With you, Charlie did jury duty, so he's like in judge mode right now. Your Honor, I did not. <laughs> I did not, Your Honor. I plead the fifth. The fifth. That's the good. Fifth. Um, uh, your golden rule. What is Megan Batune's life mantra, golden rule that you live by? I guess it kind of goes along with my less of more of and kind of everything I talked about while here, but make what you want to see. Mm. I think that's the easiest, like mm. best kind of like litmus test of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Make sure you believe in it. I guess that's like mm. the main thing. Wow. It's really good. It's really good. Um, Megan, thanks for like chatting Thank it you. up with us. It's been really fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is probably one of the first like conversations that I've really like kind of had with you. And yeah. I think I was like telling uh, Mike and Charlie earlier, you know, with uh, some of my favorite uh, couch conversations have been with the people that I don't really know too well because I have actual questions that I'm like, hey, I don't know this about you right. and I want to know. And I think, um, one of the things that I really see and appreciate about you, um, and like, yeah, I see the work, you know, that you're, you're doing a ton of stuff. And most of the people that we bring on to the show are people who are like doing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that is. But um, I really am uh, inspired and uh, I dig the, the why, you know, and I think that's something that I, I always look for the why in everything, you mm -hmm. know, like why do anything, why think anything or believe anything. And um, yeah, I just see... Uh, yeah, the integrity of um, and honesty of what you put out there. And I appreciate your vulnerability, too, because I think it's really hard to be vulnerable, period. But then to be vulnerable um, publicly yeah. is really hard because, um, you know, even what you said about fear of not being liked. Yeah. I think that's everybody's fear. Right. That's like, that's not like, oh, what? Like, you care about that? You yeah. know, it's like, well, who doesn't? But that's the thing, like, who's going to say it? I'll yeah. say it. Yeah. We're all thinking yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that's what's really important because um, whether it's, uh, you know, something that we're trying to put out for, for sending out a message or not, I think it's so important, especially right now in our current climate and um, just Things have kids getting bullied to, you know, you know, depression, anxiety to the extreme of suicide and all that. Um, so much of that comes from things like this that aren't talked about. Yeah. You know, people are being afraid to talk about, um, you know, their insecurities. You know, uh, people don't think that it's okay to say like, hey, I don't feel loved. I don't feel wanted. And I don't like that, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I see that in your own, from this conversation to um, the messaging that you put out, even in your work, um, I really appreciate it. I think it's really cool and I think it's really needed. And uh, you're a great role model. Thank you. You know, so we appreciate that. Thank you. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate I appreciate you, 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 you. Yeah. you, you. Yeah. The pun princess, Megan Batune. The pun princess. The pun The pun <laughs> You know, Ben is actually really good at puns. I try. I try. Pun you know, I, I'm, I'm like, I've been called the, the king of the remix. So I'll take something and then I'll just remix it somehow. Ooh. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not always successful. 
People, someone but. told you that you're the king of the remix. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> Nick No, Nick No from the Banger. Shout out Nick No. He says you're the king of the remix. Not like P Diddy remix, but just what I just said. That's Taking cool name, what dude. someone said and yeah, then flipping it. I have no it. cool nicknames. You're the know. pun princess. The pun princess. You're Megan Boss Tune. Megan Boss Tune or Megan Boss. Bam gave me a nickname once, and I like ran with it for years. He's the first it? time that called. He's the first one that ever called me Patunchi. And that was like my brand for like three years. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember. Bam Martin, shout out Bam Bam, Martin. Bam Bam is good too. Bam's pretty good at the puns. Bam's really good too. He's He's, a good remixer as well. He's he's one of those funny guys that are just really slick. Yeah. He's like, ah, all right, dude. That's really (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, so uh, just give us, like, yeah, how can people follow your journey? Like, you know, sure. IGs to the Twitters to websites, yeah. podcasts. All of it. All of uh, it. Twitter, Instagram, all of those ones, at Megan Batoon. And then uh, Megan Batoon. Me- I don't know my name. MeganBatoon.com <laughs> is, like, you can find anything, my podcast episodes. Just a tip every Friday. It's an advice podcast. It's comedy. Very fun, um, but yeah, so go listen. The boys are gonna be on it soon, yeah, so we're check stoked. it out. We're gonna talk a lot more about astrology, I'm assuming, and, and yeah, I'll read up our signs and all that. You know what? I, that's what I want. I want my my best thing to be just knowing everything. Yeah. Can that be my superpower? That to that, know everything. To know everything. That also has its, omniscience. You know? <laughs> yeah, omniscience. It's really good. That's a Omniscient. That means yeah, to know all, all knowing. KRS. God is omniscient. KRS. Knowledge rules supreme. I just oh. watched Hip Hop Evolution. Oh, okay. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so hip hop. So hip hop. I thought there was another way to say it. <laughs> well, hip hop way. KRS one. There oh. it is. Yeah, hip hop. It's not a. Oh, is it? It's called Zodiac in Australia. Is that the same thing? Zodiac yeah. Australia. Zodiac is more. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> I wanted to your wait. zodiac sign, right? That's yeah, what zodiac. That's like the Chinese thing, right? That that's the Chinese zodiac. Oh, you're right, you're right. Often, you know, mistaken for zodiac. We're so off on a crazy yeah, tangent right now. We're supposed, <laughs> we're supposed to wrap this thing up. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Let's do it. Let's keep it. No, nah, this is good. Um, yeah. Thanks again for coming on Thank to the you. show, Megan it's and Mike Fowl from <laughs> behind the camera. Hey, oh, hey, send us home, it. baby. Full show notes in the description below, and check out slash podcast for the full show notes. Uh, don't forget to leave us a five star rating on iTunes. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Mike has wow, such a good radio announcer. So nice. Like it's yeah, so it's well packaged. Voice. I know. I so want you to do my go. like guys. It was, spo- <laughs> it was supposed to end there. It was supposed to go shing shing. No, we ain't doing what we want. What else should we talk about? <laughs> shing shing. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Ginger